The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Here at the intersection where beating the shit out of you is talking about racing things, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, he is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, And by God, if the news just keeps on coming after... I mean, listen, we talked a lot about a lot over the last couple of days. And now we get to lead off with another big story coming out of NASCAR in which we see... Cody, the repercussions of why we teach our kids it is not good to fight uh, or to lose your temper uh, as we watched Bubba Wallace now slapped with a one-race suspension for his actions on the track, mind you. Let's let's let make sure that they, they specified that this has nothing to do with what happened afterwards. This is definitely what occurred on the track. So now Bubba Technically, Wallace... Technically, it was all on the track. Right? I mean, this, who, who are we to mince words here? Uh, yeah, so again, Bubba Wallace suspended. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Lots of repercussions in there. We'll see uh, John Hunter Nemechek take the 45 wheel this week at the Dixie, uh, Dixie Vodka 400. But Cody, buddy, I mean, listen, what the heck? We just keep getting thrown haymakers our way. Yeah, I mean, it's a you know, nonstop news cycle. It, they, it's never a dull moment. We talked about this uh, yesterday, obviously, on the recap show. We knew some type of penalty was coming. We had speculated that this might be what it was. Very interesting that there was no points or money fine with it. Now, <laughs> when the William Byron penalty happened and there was the appeal, the uh, appeal was based on the fact that the rule book said, or, as in, you know, a, a fine or a point suspension so they took the the point or yeah was it yeah they gave him the points back and just fined him nascar amended that rule after the race but maybe just to not allow for it to you know possibly get taken off an appeal and it sounds like 2311 is not appealing this they said they accept the decision blah 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 and uh, john hernimacek is gonna fill in so um yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. You, you look back at the Gregson thing on the road course earlier this season. Similar situation. Yes, it's the Xfinity Series, so maybe not held up to as high of a standard, I guess. Um, but if you don't suspend him for that, I, I don't know how you suspend Bubba, I guess. But uh, 
uh, the message needs to be sent, I think. And I think that this should hopefully get the message across to everyone of, hey, you know, th- this can't be happening. You honestly, and, and look, I know that they took a look at all of the circumstances. They said they, they read the telemetry of the car. They looked inside the cameras, I'm sure. You know, they, they studied this. It wasn't as if they probably just went out and, and knee-jerked the reaction on this. But, um, yeah, from a standpoint of, of just needing to do something disciplinary, I guess, if we're going to talk about being disciplinary. Because, look, I mean, you're, we're both parents, right? We both know that you do have to set some sort of boundaries and, and let the, the folks know that this is not acceptable behavior. So, obviously, sitting them in a timeout, I mean, if we're going to go full bore with this analogy, putting right. them in a timeout for a race to think about what they did. And, of course, he's apologized, albeit some people don't think it's wholeheartedly, but at least he put the action out there. I mean, obviously... You got to do something. Um, but yeah, it, this whole thing was just avoidable. Honestly, 100% avoidable, you know? Yep. And I mean, it's, it's going to be a good lesson for Bubba and for everybody else, you know, to, to your kids analogy, you, you let the kids know, Hey, look, this kid did this. Look what happened. So if you other kids do this, same thing's going to happen to you. And they need to know that it's serious and it's going to be taken seriously. And, I think that that message is well received now, and uh, this was this was probably the right move. Again, we we kind of talked about it yesterday. You could make a case for suspending him. You could make a case for not. Uh, I think that this is is probably the best move. It sends the message to to Bubba to everyone. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't affect the playoffs as far as suspending him or anything like that. Um, and so I I think that that it's the you know right move end of the season here and just kind of get, get it, get it over with, send the message, show they're serious about safety because that's been a huge concern. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I think, I think that overall right decision by NASCAR 23, is accepted. They're not going to fight it. So uh, I think everybody can just, you know, sit down this week and then, and move on and move forward. And, and hopefully we don't see that something like this happen again. It's a tough decision either way. I, I, like we said in the recap show, I wouldn't want to be the one making it for sure. Uh, and, and I think cooler heads prevailed all the way around, uh, in the aftermath, obviously not in the moment, but yeah, we're, we're and I do, I do want to say right now, because I, you know, this is going to happen. You know, it's going to come up. If somebody moves somebody out of the way for a win later in the season or early next season, that's a different story that it moving somebody out of the way to win the race or, or in a racing situation is different than just blatantly wrecking someone in a dangerous manner, you know, for retaliation purposes. So I'm sure we'll talk about that when it happens and everybody's up in arms, but uh, two, two different things there for sure. And really, honestly, let's just be happy that this doesn't happen a lot. Let's just be happy that these are, are isolated circumstances, not necessarily going on week after week, after week, after week. I mean, obviously this is intensified, and, and it's something we haven't seen in, in a while this bad. Uh, and, and we should be thankful for that. I mean, we should be thankful that the sport is moving toward not necessarily trying to turn into a demolition derby, but just trying to be clean. And it's, I mean, it, you know, over the years, it's been a, a scales and balances thing because you look back, well, Dale Earnhardt used to wreck everybody. Like, he did wreck a lot of people, yes. But then for a while, there was no wrecking period allowed. I mean, it was, you know you wreck anybody even for the win or something and you're penalized and you don't get a win and all that. And then they, they, you know, got back to, okay, it's going to be, 
you know, self-policing, don't be ridiculous, but you're allowed to bump people. And we've seen some great finishes that way. And, and that stuff's acceptable. Obviously that line was again crossed. So now NASCAR's like, oh, okay, here we've drawn the line now. So we know where the line is. Don't cross the line. And, uh, I think that, you know, I, I think this is, again, the best move probably, and it appears everybody is, you know, is taking it in stride and agreeing that this is is the right thing to do. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully it just kind of ends there and, and we don't have to hear too much more about it. And from a betting perspective, really, all it changes for you is the fact that you won't be betting on Bubba this weekend because he's right. going to be gone. And that 45 car is going to be piloted by John Hunter Nemechek, so we're probably just going to stay clear away from that one uh and, and i mean john hunter really i mean he he was full-time cup series was it three seasons ago in the 38 car i believe it was and actually ran very well for what that car you know was at the time um but yeah i don't, I don't expect him to come out and be competing for the win or anything like that he's you know you're gonna see i think another you know type but ty gibbs the way that ty gibbs has been running type of run like that um and so it won't be anything crazy but uh but yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on John Hunter this weekend. <laughs> well, so the obviously the Bubba story was the one that sucked all the oxygen out of the room. Uh, there was a couple other ones. Uh, uh, the 54 team, right, in Xfinity has a, a couple of things that happened. So uh, was there anything else we needed to touch on before we started getting to the bets, Cody? Yeah, a couple other just quick note news and notes. So we talked about Ben Bayshore, the 18 crew chief, uh, being suspended. He was suspended. It is four races. Um, but they will count the clash at the Coliseum as one of those races. Um, and the way Bob Pachris phrased it, uh, they, they counted that even though the pit crew was not used at that race last year, that suspension counted for someone else that was suspended at the end of last year. So both the, the tire changer and the, and the crew chief will be suspended through the Coliseum and then be back for, for the or, you know, the duels and the Daytona 500 and all of that. Um, Ty Dillon, the 77 car, and that's a full-time ride. That was kind of, uh, that was surprising to me. We'd heard rumors about Ty Dillon being tied to the 77. We kind of suspected that. I thought it would be part-time as that car has been part-time for years now, uh, but it is full-time bringing Corey LaJoy back as well in the car. So LaJoy and Dillon, that's, that's a decent driver lineup for, for a smaller, you know, low budget team. Um, I think that we'll see some success there. I know, obviously, uh, LaJoy is going to get his first win next year on one of those uh, restrictor plate tracks. Let's go ahead and bet all those right now. And then uh, Josh Berry, back to the eight car, was officially announced today. We talked about that yesterday when we talked about the all all Geyer news, that the Berry deal seemed pretty much all but done, and uh, it is now done. So the Junior Motorsports lineup completely set for 2023 with Berry, Mayer, Allgaier, and Brandon Jones. Still don't have any of the Gibbs cars lined up, which is, is kind of an interesting thing as well. I, I would give that a couple more weeks. I'm sure that by the time the season's over, they'll have some stuff tied yeah, up. But I think, I think they're working on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not doubt to hear something soon about that. So, yeah, a lot of moving parts. Uh, but, again, it's all stuff that we have saw on the horizon. Uh, Cody is so good at keeping up on all of that for you guys. So, uh, no surprises there if you listen to this show at all. But, uh, again, you know, that 18 team – it's gonna be it's gonna be what it is until the end of the season, right? I mean, it's Kyle Busch until he's gone, and then and then we'll see what happens after that. But um, Ty Gibbs, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, obviously Ty Gibbs, but uh, we'll we'll still we'll see how that pans out for Ty. Yes. We'll talk about that when it's officially announced. Exactly, exactly. Which by by the time the season's over, I mean, we'll probably spend three episodes on that alone. 
Uh, We'll see. Uh, All right, let's do this. Let's step away for a break, come back, and we'll actually start breaking down some bets. We have all three series going this weekend, so uh, make sure to get your betting cards out and start filling them out because we will give you plenty to go off of when we come back from the break. But before we do, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. I know you're looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club. I don't even have to ask. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. You know you want it. WinBet is truly hashtag DGENs only. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions of WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older or present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, Cody, as we said, we've got all three series going this weekend. The trucks take the track for the first time in a couple of weeks, and uh, we've missed you. We've missed you uh, very much, truck races. Uh, it is the 2022 Baptist Health 5, or I'm sorry, 500, Jesus. The trucks can't oh, run 500. I'd love to see Woo. a 500-mile truck race. Actually, we, we should petition for that. That'd be fun. Yes, let's do it. Uh, the Baptist, back. I mean, let's go. Let's I, do it. Man. Yeah, Baptist Health 200 entry list 134 laps around this mile and a half paved track good for 201 miles at the homestead miami speedway our familiar faces are coming back to us cody which means we've got some fun bets to place on truck races so uh let's go ahead and kick it off let's do it and uh yeah this is uh again final race before the cutoff for the truck series playoffs so this this is where they decide who their final four is ty majeski already locked in um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll set the rest of the field from there. First up for me, I'm going to jump into a guy I've been, I've been fading lately other than at Talladega where he almost paid off betting on him, but, uh, betting against him has been fairly profitable lately. And that's, uh, taking Christian Eckes over Ben Rhodes. Uh, this one is at minus one thirty, So juiced up a little bit to the Eckes side, but for good reason. So six of the last eight races, um, Eckes has finished better than Ben Rhodes. The two races he did not beat him, Talladega can be a shit show. And then the uh, race at IRP, where if you remember, Rhodes was like 25th, a very late caution. He ended up staying out uh, on old tires and scored a second place, but hadn't really been running that well all race. So Rhodes has just not run well lately. Again, the defending champion. Um, and so it's almost strange to see him not doing so well. He's still three points for the good uh, on the playoff cutoff because of the good finish at Talladega last week, but not expecting to see much from Rhodes this week. Eckes, on the other hand, um, has done very well. You look back at, again, this is an intermediate track, a mile and a half. This one's a little bit different. Uh, you're going to see him running against the wall pretty much the whole time uh, they're at here this weekend. Um, and so it's a little different, but still an intermediate. So it's going to be comparable to the Las Vegas is the Texas is the Kansas again, different than those. There's not necessarily one that's exactly a replica of this one, but, but similar. Um, and when you look back over some of the recent intermediates, Eckes was 10th at, uh, Kansas Rhodes was 13th 
Eckes was fourth at Charlotte. Road was uh, Rhodes was tenth. Uh, back at the first Texas, or the only I guess the only time they went to Texas, Eckes was second and Rhodes was twenty seventh. The first Kansas race, Eckes was fifth. Rhodes was tenth. So it seems like Eckes really has the strong advantage in this matchup. Um, so a little bit of juice at minus one thirty. You only pay the juice if you lose, so don't mind laying that at all. Uh, and this one really just jumped right off the sheet to me. It was a tough week. It more, it's weird because, it, you know, sometimes the, the truck series is hard. Sometimes the Xfinity series is harder. This week it was the cup series for me. That was the hardest to find stuff I really liked. But the truck series seemed pretty easy, and, and this one really jumped right off the board for me. And I'm like, okay, might be an easy week. Uh, <laughs> and I dug into the trucks first, but uh, <laughs> it got harder from here. <laughs> well, you'll get my take on Exus in a little bit, spoiler alert. Uh, but I love, I mean, I love that bet only because – uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get deeper into Eckes as we get on, uh, but definitely a good solid one that I co-signed for that. Uh, you know, you're right though, Cody, the truck race to me was, was sort of a, I looked and I didn't see one that I did. Normally we have trouble finding ones that we like for the truck race, but this time it was like, wow, I actually like this stuff going on. Yeah. So yeah, it seemed, seemed easier this time. So hopefully that pans out and actually cashing these bets now. <laughs> Indeed. Um, okay, well, let's talk about my first one, and I'm going to take Ryan Priest over Zane Smith. I know you probably think I'm nuts for this, and you're thinking to yourself, Zane Smith, how can you take anybody over Zane Smith? Well, it's Ryan Priest. <laughs> I mean, look, he's only made nine starts in the truck race this season in that number 17 David Gilliland truck, but in that span, he's only had one finish outside of the top 10. That was in 11th place in Charlottesville uh, back in the day. Four top three finishes for this guy. He won in Nashville from pole to checkered, uh, and, and that was a second win actually on the track. So the Nashville ringer, I guess, if you want to call Ryan Priest. He's got eight top tens, six top fives. He started four times in his career at Homestead in the trucks. <clears throat> Not really good, good finishes uh, here in Homestead in the trucks. 38th, but listen to where he's driving. 38th in the number 98 Mike Curb machine. 2019, he finished 25th in the number 47 uh, JTG truck. 24th in the number 37 JTG truck. And then uh, last year, he finished 21st in that number 37 truck as well. So, look. Those are, are, those, are those truck results or cup results? Uh, those aren't cup results. Those are cup results. Are those cup results? Did I switch yeah. on the wrong one? Thank you, did. All right. Well, anyways, he made four. <laughs> I mean, I guess he trucks. hasn't. He's not run a, a ton of truck races before. No. Like this last two seasons. So, yeah. He might not uh, have super good experience or finishes here, but, or experience really, but. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, he's not been good at Homestead, but uh, in the past, but in the, in the truck series, he's killing it right now. So, if there's a hotter driver when he gets in the truck than Ryan Priest, it's not Zane Smith. Uh, Zane Smith in 21 starts this season at 17 top 10s, 12 top 5s, 3 wins. He's hot, but he wrecked out of his only start on Homestead in the trucks. Uh, in 2020, he started in 6th place, finished 37, only ran 19 laps in that race. So, Priest, obviously the dominant driver when he steps in. Uh, you look at the head-to-heads, Vegas in Vegas, Priest finished 4th. Zane finished officially 36th. Obviously, he was 2nd before failing inspection uh, for a lug nut. Atlanta. Priest finished seventh, Zane finished fifth, but Darlington, Priest seventh, Zane eighth. This has been close all the way, so there haven't been very many blowouts. Uh, in Texas, Priest finished third, Zane finished 32nd. Charlotte, Priest finished 11th, Zane finished fifth. Nashville, Priest one, Zane second. Pocono, Priest second, Zane 13th. Uh, Zane did start on the pole on that one. Kansas, Priest 
third, Zane fourth, Talladega, Priest fourth, Zane seventeenth. So Priest has been the better end of this more times than Zane, and and I like this matchup going into this week. Uh, Priest is at minus one twenty in this one, so grab that before it goes up. Yeah, and I am actually huge on Priest uh, this week as well. I have Ryan Priest as my next bet as a top three at plus one twenty. Um, I really like this one, Priest. You, you already touched on it, but he's only finished one race outside of the top ten. He's got one, two, three, four top threes in his starts uh, this year. He's got two fourth place finishes on top of that, a couple of seventh place finishes. When he has raced this year, he has been good. We talked about it on the recap show. <laughs> Gene Haas was very open with reporters this weekend when he was at the at the race. He mentioned that. Um, he wants Cole Custer back in the 41 that Tony Stewart specifically wants Ryan priest in the 41 car priests heard that stuff. He saw that report go out and win another truck race, right? Show, uh, show the guy with all the money over there at, uh, at Stewart Haas racing that the guy with the racing experience maybe knows what he's talking about. And, uh, so yeah, I, I think priest is going to do really well this weekend. We've seen him be very solid in that truck. We've seen that truck be good. Again, that's one of the rotating trucks, different drivers in it always, um, and it performs well no matter who's in it, it seems like. So I think that's going to continue to hold true and getting plus money on a top three for Priest. Uh, I, I love that. Public service announcement to everybody out there. When researching for your show, always make sure to realize what you're clicking on because, yes, those results that I listed off for him uh, were all cup starts uh, for Priest. So... It's uh man, some of these some of these sites are not easy to navigate with. Uh, it's hard to sometimes break it down by series, and it mixes up the series. And, and yeah, you gotta yeah, you gotta really notice. I just I just remember that he hadn't raced that much in the trucks. So I'm thinking, man, he has four starts here in the trucks. That'd be crazy. No, but he does have uh, he does have uh, four starts in Xfinity series, uh, and he's got two top tens, a top uh, five in 2017 and a sixth place in 2018. So. Yeah, and I wouldn't look too much into those cup results. He was on relatively bad teams at the time. Um, so I, I really I wouldn't look into those really at all. Nope, 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 nope. In fact, disregard it. Go back and delete everything Pretend I Rod just said. Say any just, of that. <laughs> in fact, you know what? It's probably a safe bet to forget I say anything, which is ah, uh, that, I don't know about that. Which is fantastic <laughs> good stuff. Uh I you I, hit Priest like what, fifteen to one at one point this season? I did. So uh I did. when you talk about Priest, I think you know what you're talking about. I hope so. Um, all right, let's move on to my next one because uh, we both like Priest. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you Crafton uh, as a top five truck uh, this weekend. On Miami Homestead, this dude rocks. Seven straight top ten finishes here. He won in 2015. Two sixth-place finishes and a seventh place in that span as well. He had a top five at Bristol this season. He's only had two top fives this season altogether, yes. But he's had 11 top tens in 21 races with a seventh in Vegas. We're talking about intermediate tracks here. Seventh in Vegas, fifth in Darlington. Yeah, it's a mile and point .3, but it's still an intermediate track. Uh, ninth in the uh, spring race in Kansas. Fifteenth in the fall, kind of fell back there. But ninth in Texas, tenth at Nashville. He's circling the wagons when it comes to top five finishes uh, in this in this area, but yeah, I, I definitely think Crafton has what it takes. Again, with these seven straight top ten finishes, he's been at the top of his game in this area. So um, I definitely like to see that. And and for the price uh, you're getting this at, 
Crafton is plus 350 for a top five finish. All he's got to do is, like I said, he's had two sixth-place finishes already at this track. He's, he's knocking on the door and a seventh place. That's two, two spots away. Uh, I like that for him. Plus, like I, know, I know Cody does this, and this is not on brand for me, but just he's, he's 30 to 1 to win, plus 3,000 to win. I think it's so you worth gotta a those extra bets wherever you can get them. Don't worry. <laughs> I got one of those down the road, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, if you want, I mean, he's 350 for a top five, which I like the value in that, uh, given that he's been so close over the last few weeks or the last few times that he's been here. And then, of course, uh, plus 3,000 to win. Just just a little sprinkle I, I like on that. Yeah, I, I like it as well. Crafton, one of those, you know, wily vets. He's been around in the truck series almost as long as the truck series has been around. Uh, knows what he's doing, knows how to run these tracks. Uh, he's almost never a bad bet. 30 to 1 to win. Why not? I mean, he's still in top tier equipment. Those Thor Sport trucks are very good. Um, and you just see him, he comes out of the blue sometimes. He did it a year or two ago at Kansas where he broke that long win streak out of nowhere. Um, and he knows his way around these places. And yeah, the top five, great value there and to win as well. Um, jumping over my winners, I got Ryan Priest. Uh, he's you know, plus 500, so 5-1 to one to win this. Um, again, I just thought we just talked about how well he has done all season in this. Uh, John Hunter is the favorite at plus 350, and then it's Zane Smith and Ryan Priest tied up. You made the case for Priest over Smith already, so uh, I think it's a no-brainer that, that Priest is the favorite that I'm going to look at um, to win this race at 5-1. Uh, to one. And then for a long shot, going down the board, I did not see a ton that I really liked this week. I'm just going to throw a dart on a guy that I always seem to throw a dart on. When he's in the truck series, Parker Kligerman, um, we've talked about him all season. What They pick and choose the tracks they go to, the races they go to. They bring good trucks every time. I don't think he's going to have the fastest or best truck out there, but he's a smart driver. He can keep it clean. They are not afraid to make strategy calls. They're literally only there to try and win races. Um, he could put himself up front, be in position, a late race restart, any number of things at 50 to one. It's worth a sprinkle when, when none of the other kind of, you know, shorter long shots really seemed too much worth it. I did give Crafton a look at 30 to one. So I'm glad you threw that out there, but, uh, yeah, Kligerman kind of jumped off the board to me at 50 to one. So he'll be my long shot. Wouldn't it be fun if Parker did an entire broadcast from inside the truck too? Like that would, like, you know, be like the the SRX racing. I don't know if you've watched that. Oh all, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk to those drivers while they're actually racing on the track. It's pretty. That's got to be. It's got to be hard to focus when uh, when you're doing all that. <laughs> Let's send it down to Parker Klingman in turn three for an update on the race. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be fantastic. Uh, definitely wouldn't bet on him to win if that were the case, because that's yeah, split attention. <laughs> uh, all right, speaking of betting on someone to win, uh, I'm actually so like I said, I would get back to Ekus. I'm I'm going to give you Ekus to win. Ekus to win is ten to one. Uh, and, and look, I get it because he hasn't had a win here uh, yet. But in 2019, uh, he started second and finished third in the number 51 car. In 2020, he started fourth and finished eighth in the number 18 car. So at Homestead, he's actually done pretty good in his two starts, uh, finished inside the top 10 in both. In fact, finished in third place in the number 51 car, which obviously is not the car he's going to be in uh, this week. Uh, but he does have this season 14 top 10s, eight top fives, and in seven of his last eight races, he's been in the top 10, two top fives, both at Talladega and at Mid-Ohio. Eckes is there. 
He's about to punch through, and, and it's just a matter of when it's going to be, and I, I feel like this is a good enough track for him. He's sniffing around the top. Every time he's been here, he's, he's sniffing closer uh, uh, to that to that first-place finish. So this might be the very track that he gets it on. And like Cody said, up at the top, I didn't. I don't like the value in John Hunter Nemechek, uh, especially given what we've seen lately as far as – and now, now he's stepping into the cup car. So – I know that he's still racing for a truck, but that that weighs heavy on your mind. We may not yep. see full concentration. Well, and again, we talked about he's been in the Cup Series before, but not in the next gen car. There's no testing, very little practice. Like he he's got all of that weighing on his mind. He's probably going to spend some time in the simulator trying to get used to that car. That could easily distract him in this race. So, yeah, I agree with you. There's no not I don't see any value on the plus three fifty again. And we'll talk about this when we get to the Xfinity side of things for based on my pick, but sometimes it's okay to lay those guys that are super favorites. You just got to pick and choose your spots. You did it a couple weeks ago with Almondinger on the road course. It was a great call. I don't think it's a good call in this spot uh, at this track for John Hunter with all the other stuff going on around. Plus, his future's still up in the air. He doesn't have a deal for next year, and he's out of that truck. He's he's a Toyota driver. Uh, unless Toyota is going to suddenly release him and he goes to Chevy to, to stay with Kyle Busch, but I don't see that happening. Um, and so, yeah, he's really up in the air as far as what his future is. There's a lot of rumors swirling. You know, maybe he's in the 19 car after Martin Truex officially retires after his, you know, <laughs> he finishes up his already retired tour. Uh, but, but yeah, a lot of distractions going on in the John Hunter camp. So I would stay away from that. And Eckes... Honestly, if I wasn't going with Priest as my quote-unquote favorite driver, um, I, Ekis would probably be the one I would jump to, and a 10-1, to 1, those are good odds, so I fully back you on that pick. Yeah, I mean, again, if we think he's going to be circling around the front this entire race, it, it just makes sense to put a little bit on him to win as well. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're about to wrap up the truck portion of this race and give you the bets for it. Cody started you out with Ekis over Rhodes at minus 130. I followed that up with Priest over Zane Smith at minus 120. Cody said Priest was going to be a top three driver. <clears throat> I agree. At plus 120. I said Matt Crafton's going to be a top five driver at plus 350. And then said, meh, put a little something on him to win at plus 3,000. Not a bad idea. And then, of course, Cody said uh, that Priest was going to win at plus 500. And then, of course, to sprinkle on the uh, Parker Klingerman in to drive and to broadcast at the same time at 50 to one. And then I said, Christian Eckes was going to win at plus 1000. Those are your truck bets for the Baptist health 200 at the my at the Homestead Miami speedway. We'll come back with the Xfinity race after the break and break down our bets for you as well. Let's tell you about no house advantage. It's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy plat sports platform available today. Play pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. Go download the app, choose a contest, select your player prop, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and... 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league. That includes the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and of course NASCAR. Go sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app 
in the App Store and get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. And you won't want to miss out on this. If you're like me, probably are, there's a language that you regret not learning in school from a family member, from that dude that was knocking on your door saying, hey, you want to learn a language? You regret that, right? But it's never too late to start learning now with Babbel. Babbel's the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally learn, cross learning whatever language you wanted to off of your list. And with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes. Who doesn't have 10 minutes to complete a lesson? So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps, they use AI for their lesson plans. But Babbel Lessons, they were created by over 150 living, breathing language experts and voice by actual native speakers and not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. And with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. So many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. I need Babbel. You do too. Babbel. Language for life. All right, Cody, we turn our attention now to the Xfinity race where we go to the Contender Boats 300. Still love the, the sponsor names of all these races. It's just so much fun. Contender Boats uh, 300. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool. It's contender Boats, that sounds cool. Now I want a boat, right? <laughs> well, I mean, they are in Florida, right? Doesn't everybody in Florida get issued a boat when they... When True, they, yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> you buy a house, get a boat, buy a house, get a boat. Uh, all right, it is 200 laps around this mile and a half paved pack for paved pack, paved track. God bless it. Babel, where are you at? Help me out. Uh, paved track for 300 miles. <laughs> I'm still trying to learn English, <laughs> you and I both, buddy. Uh, all right, so let's let's hurry up and get to the bets before I sink myself even farther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so again uh second second race of the the round of eight for these guys josh berry already locked into the final four if you win this weekend you're locked in you don't have to worry about martinsville so definitely keep an eye on that uh jumping right into it for me i am going to uh pivot a little bit this week from what i did last week uh last week i picked josh berry to win hit him at 10 to 1 to win the race this week i'm betting against him i got justin allgaier over josh berry Minus 115. It's not that I think that Barry is not going to do well here. We saw it last week. He won and looked good. Um, but he he's already locked into the final round. They're maybe you know going to play with some stuff. Fo they're focusing more on getting that car ready for Phoenix than they are here. Stuff like that. I think that might come into play. Justin Allgaier has been fast. He's looked good, um, especially on the intermediate tracks. He's done well. I know we talked about it. He didn't necessarily have the best run last week, but he still ended up getting a solid finish. I believe he came ended up coming home in uh, third last week. But the last few uh, intermediates we've been out on, third place in Vegas, second at Kansas. He won at Nashville, 
fourth place at Texas, uh, the first race there, and fifth place at Vegas um, the first time back in the spring. So, again, he's been very good. All these junior motorsports cars have been good. They've been running well. I expect Barry to run well again. I just think that Allgaier is a little bit of the better driver. I think Barry had his chance last week. Uh, you know, things kind of worked out with the the phantom caution and got him up there and he got the win and cash for us. Um, but I, I don't think that's going to be a week-to-week thing that he's going to be all of a sudden finishing better than Allgaier is. Um, and I think, like I said, that they're going to f- – I mean, you, you still show up and you try to win and, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. And, and so he might run it harder and, and hit the wall more. Like I said, they're going to be running the wall and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I think that Allgaier is going to have the better of the day of the two, so I'm going to take him over Josh Berry. Don't get me started on Phantom Cautions. I know that it's Halloween and ghosts and spooky things are out, but Phantom Cautions just pissed me off. Anyways. Um, hey, yeah. at least there wasn't cardboard on the track. Right? <laughs> I know. I, I didn't go on a Cody-style rant about Phantom Cautions. I should have I should have opened the floor to myself to vent uh, a little <laughs> bit. Now, but look, you know, we talked about Allgaier last week, and I, I everything I said about him uh, when I made my case for him to, to have a good run, it stands true in this one, too. I mean, just, uh, yeah, it's... A different track, yeah, it's a different uh, way of, of racing here. But it, th- he's such a good driver that it doesn't really matter. I'll, I'll take him most most weekends to do better than just about everybody else on the track. So no argument from me there. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to move over to my next one where, okay, Cody, this is one where, where it's funny because I started out with one idea and researched myself into the complete and total opposite idea. I wanted to take my favorite Canadian, non-Canadian driver, Sheldon Creed, over Riley Herbst because we have been on the on the fade Herbst train, the fade Hamrick train. We've been sort of picking our spots to fade Herbst over the last few weeks. Well, we have to kind of stop, and in this matchup especially. Uh, really, just looking back, Creed's got no Xfinity starts in Homestead. He does have three truck race starts. Uh, this time I double-checked. Uh, in, in 2018, he finished fifth. 2019, he finished ninth, but in 2020, he finished 20th. Uh, Herbst does have three career starts at Homestead. In 2020, in the Xfinity Series, he finished 10th and 9th, and then in 2021, he finished 11th. But all that aside, take a look at the last five races. This is where I researched myself straight into a Herbst over Creed bet. Uh, did, you, did you have this in the dock the other way originally? Yes, I did. Absolutely had this in the dock the other way, uh, which is why I flipped it around. Uh, and, and in fact, Creed over Herbst was at plus 100, which is initially why I was like, I like this because I like Creed, right? And I want to go for Creed. Well, you flip it around, it's at minus 120, but I'm still playing this juice because over the last five races, here's how, it's, here's how it shook out. In Vegas, Herbst finished 18th, Creed finished 37th. At the Roval, Herbst finished 32nd, but of course we saw what happened. Creed ended up finishing 16, good for him. But in the next three races, Herbst has all of it. Uh, Herbst at Dega finished 11th, Creed 12th, Texas, Herbst 5th, Creed 7th. Hasn't been a lot, but it's been there. Uh, and then Bristol, Herbst 5th, Creed 37th uh, over the last five races. So, <clears throat> I mean, I'm telling you right now, when four out of the five, he's finished better than Sheldon Creed. I got to look, I got to yield to the numbers. And and now knowing that Herbst has more uh, race time and rack, track time in the Xfinity series than does Creed, I mean, again, it doesn't have to be Herbs winning this race. It just needs to be finishing one better than Creed. And we've talked about how Creed's just been bad luck central too over the last few races. So I, I feel like that might continue. Yeah. And so when I saw this in the dock and it was the other way around, I was like, 
Oh boy, that's one I'm going to have to disagree with him on because like you said, I mean, you just laid out the case now that, that yeah, it's just, it's as much as we love Creed and as well as he's done at points this season, as good as he's looked, again, we're back to he can't finish races, he has problems, he puts himself in bad positions, and you just can't rely on that. Riley Herbst, again, not a great driver. He's not going to win you any races, but he's going to get you solid finishes every week, it seems like, and he's just so reliable. So in the head-to-head, I think you take Herbst. Now, Creed, to win this race, is 30-1. to 1. That's probably worth a little bit of a sprinkle. Again, I keep, I continue to bet, and I wrote him up in my as my long shot last week again. I'm going to continue to bet Creed just a little sprinkle when he's these this long of shots because once he wins a race, you're never going to see that again. He's in elite equipment, and he can do well, and we've seen it from him. He's come so freaking close. It just he can't finish the races. So to win, still a good bet, but in the head-to-heads, you have to fade him because he cannot give you solid results week in and week out. That's not saying he's not going to go finish second or third because we could see it happen. We know he's got the car. We know he's got the talent. But week in and week out, more times than not, he's not reliable for finishes. So I'm glad you switched this one because I was going to argue with you if you didn't. <laughs> so uh, props to you. You would have won. You would have won. And you would have <laughs> because I flipped it anyway. So there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm going back to the well on this next one. Trevor Bain back in the 18 car again this week for Joe Gibbs Racing. I talked about him last week, my love for him. I wrote him up as my winner in my Garage Guys article, and he had probably the best car on the track, the fastest car for sure at the last segment there. Again, they shot themselves in the foot, had some issues. He lost the handle on it. Um, but a top five for him again, minus 140. He's also plus 650 to win, so I'm going to throw that out there. I might take a little bit on that. Um, I have another guy that I really, really like to win this one this week, so he's not my to win pick, but I am going to sprinkle a little on him at plus 650. As fast as we saw that car last week, again, we've talked about it. We don't have a lineup for these Gibbs cars. Bain has talked about wanting to come back and compete full-time. He's still relatively young. I think he's only like 31. Um, you know, a lot, you know, 10 years ago, whatever it was, he, he was the youngest ever uh, Daytona 500 champion in, in the Cup Series. You know, he had a good ride. He was at Roush and everything for a little bit. And then he just kind of faded off into the distance. Now he's trying to make a name for himself again. We've talked about it. He's run good each and every time he's gotten in this 18 car this season. I think we're going to see that again from him this week. So top five at minus 140 worked out for us last week. It was a little bit of a sweat because of the issues he had, but he was easily a top five car all day. I think he's going to be a fast, good car again this week. If they can not shoot themselves in the foot, he might have a chance to win even. But I think being the top five fairly easily. I feel like you saw just the the talent, the talent level of Bain. I was trying to think of of what really to say, but the talent level of Bain uh, play out last week. Yeah, you're right. Just just being able to keep himself in contention for for just the finish he got. Right. I mean, he didn't look like the fastest car out there several times over. Obviously, had to to bounce back from circumstances uh, a, a few times, probably a few more times than he would have wanted to. Obviously, uh, but yeah, give him another shot. And back-to-back yep. weeks. And, I mean, you know, he, he made the mistake. He did spin the car out early in that race, but it's not a guy who's running full-time. He's part-time still. He's still trying to find the limits again of what this car can handle and stuff like that. Now he's going back-to-back weeks. So he ran top five last week, coming off the rust of not running in a few weeks. Now he's fresh out of doing it on an intermediate last week, jumping in, doing it on another intermediate this week in the same car with the same team. You know, all of that kind of clicking better together. 
I feel like this is an even better bet than it was last week, and it hit last week. Indeed. Uh, all right, I'm going to move on to my next bet where I'm giving you, uh, and and if we were live, you could watch you could watch Cody's face just explode. <laughs> oh, I had not looked this far yet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I'll make the case <laughs> for it. Are you ready? It is uh, Daniel Hemrick as a top five driver this week, and before Cody completely falls out of his chair. Well, I'll book this action for you if you want. You can just uh, send that money straight to me right now. <laughs> Put I'll it give right, it to you better odds than they're giving you. Put it right in your all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, because it is at plus 400 for a, a top five finish for Daniel Hemrick. Uh, look, and the reason that I, 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 I know we laugh, and I know we keep saying Daniel Hemrick is, <laughs> is not the best driver in the world, and he's not. I get it. But in two of the last, look, chaos has reigned. Right, and I'm building for chaos this week because uh, even though I know it's probably not going to happen, but even still, two of the last eight or two of the last three races that that we've raced, Daniel Hamrick is at eighth place finishes at Dega and at Vegas. Now, eighth place is not fifth place. I get that, but you get to eighth place, you can find your way to third place in some of these. He's done it already in two Xfinity races at Homestead where he finished 2018th in fourth place, and then 2021, he finished in third place. Granted, yes, uh, one was in a junior motorsports car in the 81, uh, and then, of course, in the 18 of, of Gibbs last year. But, again, drivers don't forget how to drive a lot of times. And you get this guy an opportunity at the end of the year to, to try to go out and prove that he can still drive. Because, listen... Cody, there's a lot of drivers that are that are auditioning at this point now, right? There's some open rides that are coming. And if you're a guy like Daniel Hemrick, you've fallen off the face of the earth. People are laughing when they when you bring up their name. You want to go out and prove that people need to stop laughing when they bring up your name. So he's a guy that could probably get it done. He's had two top 10 truck finishes here. Uh, in 2015, he finished eighth. In 2016, he finished fifth. So... I'm reaching a long way, but plus 400 is not necessarily a favorite odd in this either. I mean, plus 400. He finished eighth last week at Las Vegas. I'll give you that. Uh, he's got one, two top fives on the season. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I I just I can't get behind Daniel Hemrick. I hope this hits for you. Best of luck if you want to bet this. I, I just, he's one of those guys, you know, maybe he comes out and wins this. No, who's a, who am I? <laughs> hey, I'm not going that far. <laughs> I just wanted to finish top five. It ain't happening, but uh, top five, it's a stretch. I don't know. He's already locked into his car, his ride next year. Uh, if he hasn't felt like he needs to prove it to anybody the rest of the season, why does it start now? I don't know. But uh, again, I hope you hit because, you know, you're my friend <laughs> and I wish you luck. And there wasn't a head for a head. There was no head head to head for me to be able to fade him on this this week. So <laughs> if one pops up later in the week, I will be on it. I don't care who it is. Uh, but uh, you know, oh well. <laughs> All right, next up for me. We talked about this a little bit ago. Sometimes chalk is good to eat, and I'm eating chalk this week. Noah Gregson is plus two hundred to win this race. Absolutely ridiculous on an oval track. I do not care. I am betting Noah Gregson two to one. Put the 401k on it. Put the house on it. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. He has been on fire lately. He has been really good at this track, um, and it's all going to come together. <laughs> Let me read off his last 10 races for you, his finishes. Second place last week, third the week before, 
10th at a super speedway. First, 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 four in a row. 22nd at Daytona. Okay, whoop-de-doo. Fourth before that, third before that. That's his last 10 races, all in the top four, except the two super speedway races. Includes road courses, includes ovals. It's all in there. He is absolutely on fire. In 2020, there was two races here. He led 81 and 83 laps. The most laps led in each of those races. Wasn't able to win. Had to settle for the top five. <clears throat> last week, he was leading, or last year at this track, he was leading with, I think it was three laps to go. I was already counting my Noah Gregson to win this race bet. And David fucking Starr got in the way and just, I don't know what the hell he was doing for as long as he's been around. He should not have been where he was. And Gregson had like a 10 second lead and just star went up the track and Gregson plowed into the back of him, ruined his day. The race went to overtime. Gregson didn't get the finish because of that. Um, but Gregson is good here. He's been good lately. His teammate, Josh Berry is already locked into the playoffs. He's going to win this weekend, lock himself into the playoffs. And then we're all going to bet on him at minus 400 to win Phoenix and win the championship. But uh, it's Noah Gregson's week. I feel very confident in that. It is only plus 200. Yes, it sucks. If you want to wait and see how qualifying goes, maybe you can, but I don't think that you're going to get much better odds, and they might get worse if he ends up starting up front. So you might as well just take it now. Um, again, I, I do not take a favorite like this that often. He's actually plus 180 in some other places. So I'd get the plus 200 while you can because – I don't take a favor like this that often, but this week it's warranted. It's Noah Gregson's week. He's winning this race. Uh, and, and so, like I said, I'm just putting everything on that. I'm going to throw out a long shot because I always do. Uh, and the odds are ridiculous on this. Austin Hill, 22 to 1. Are you freaking kidding me? What the hell? That's ridiculous. 15 to 1 on some other books. Make sure you shop around. Um, the last couple of intermediates we were at, sixth place at Vegas last week. Again, that, that's in the mix. You're right there. If chaos ensues, if David Starr decides to be an idiot, Hill could win this race at 22-1. to 1. It's crazy. He was second place at Texas, the previous intermediate track, a fifth place at Michigan, a fifth at Texas in the spring. So he's had good runs on intermediates. We've talked about it. We just talked about Sheldon Creed, how good that car is. Hill's in the same car. Hill's gotten the results this year. And at 22-1, to 1, it's just absolutely ridiculous. He shouldn't be at odds like that. Um, so little, little sprinkle on Hill at 22 to one in case Gregson doesn't get it done. But I, I feel really strongly that this is a Gregson week. I had a feeling you were going to go Gregson, uh, because again, I, when I looked at it, I was going to go Gregson as well. I, I honestly thought that this was, this was going to be a Gregson week because you just read it all off. I mean, literally the guy's on fire. He's always been on fire. He was on fire at this track again, uh, before he's going to be on fire again this week. Uh, and we'll just, I guess the, the bigger bet is whether or not, uh, we get a, odds on whether or not he loses his lunch after he wins is, is really what we're going to be betting on, uh, more than anything. That's like minus what, 800. Yeah. I was going to say, this is probably juice to the point where you got to bet like a million to win five, but that's all right. Uh, we'll go there. <clears throat> all right. Well, listen, if, if, if David Starr is an idiot again and, uh, takes Gregson out of David the race. Starr is in this race. I need to go look at the entry list. I, 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 he's not, <laughs> I, I know that for a fact. Um, my pick to win is uh, is is Mr. Jones. At, he is uh, David Starr's in the 08 car. So oh, is he really? Oh, shit. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I like, uh, Brandon Jones this week at plus 1500. Um, he's got, uh, look five straight top 10 finishes in Homestead to include two runner ups, uh, in, in his, in his five races, five of the last six races here, uh, that he's run at all this season have been inside the top 10, three poles in that span. He finished second at Bristol, fourth at Kansas, Brandon Jones, that 19 truck or that 19 car rather is, uh, is there it's, it's there. And at some point it's going to punch through a lot. Like I said, with Eckes and the trucks, Jones has been circling the wagons again, two runner ups here in Homestead in the Xfinity series. Um, he's almost there. And again, all it takes is for the lead car to get dumped and Brandon Jones to be in second, like he's been a couple of times before. And all of a sudden Brandon Jones is driving home to a win Again, I like it at fifteen to one plus fifteen hundred for a guy that's been runner up here a couple of times already. Is it seems like it's disrespectful? So I'll definitely take that. And again, second at Bristol, fourth at Kansas, like he's been around. So it's just a matter of him finding a way to finish a race and finish in front. Yeah, I love Jones on intermediates, big tracks like Michigan and intermediate tracks. He is so good. I cannot wait to see him in that nine car next year. I feel like he should be better in the 19 car just because it's a Gibbs car, but it's going to be exciting to watch him in the nine car next year for JRM. But yeah, he 15 to one, there's value there. He is good at intermediates. We saw him almost beat Gregson straight out a few weeks ago. I think that was Bristol race. Um, so we know he can get it done. And uh, yeah, 15 to one again, massive value there. If Hill wasn't all the way down at 22 to one Jones area would probably be where I would have been looking um and he's a guy i've picked often to be my long shot winner um on these types of tracks so fully fully endorse that one as well absolutely love it all right get your pen and paper out gonna go over the race or uh the bets for the xfinity race where we started with uh as i can roll my scroll here we go justin algaier over josh berry at minus 115 and then I said that uh, Riley Herbst was going to finish over Sheldon Creed at minus 120, changing my tune in doing so. Uh, Cody gave you Trevor Bain to finish as a top five car, and then plus 650 to win as well. So keep an eye on that one if you want to kind of double down on it. <clears throat> I gave you, uh, without Cody's consent, Daniel Hemrick as a top five car at plus 400. Uh, and then Cody followed it up with uh, Noah Gragson to win at plus uh, 200, and then Austin Hill at plus 2,200. And I said that uh, Brandon Jones was going to win the Xfinity race at plus 1,500 if uh, if everything falls right for him. So that is your uh, Xfinity race betting uh, recap. Whew, man, I think I need Babel again. Uh, but let's go ahead and step away and talk about more of our favorite sponsors before we come back with the uh, Cup Series. And if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge, my favorite kind. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment, you get it for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR Plus. No contract, no commitment. You can cancel at any time. Right now, try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Get a lot of information 
from listening to the shows on the SGPN. A lot of stats, a lot of analysis, a lot of research. Where does all of that come from? Well, we have a brand new favorite site for all of that. It is OddsTrader.com. What is OddsTrader? Well, OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. Not only that, you can compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal possible. That app gives you player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. It's going to make you the single most informed better in the entire world, or at least in your friend group, which is the most important part. Let's get it that way. It's also got a bet tracker, so you can keep records of all your games and betting activity. You want it? Handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather, all that stuff, plus that bet tracker, go right now to OddsTrader. OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. As we run out of races in the regular season, we turn our attention to the Dixie Vodka 400 in the X or the Xfinity in the Cup Series. Man, you ever get that that point where you know the lights at the end of the tunnel, and all of a sudden um, you just start driving recklessly and turn into the five car? Uh, yeah, that's where we're at. The Dick, Dixie Vodka 400. <laughs> it is 267 laps around this mile and a half paved track for a total of 400.500 miles. Tempers are going to flare. It's Miami weather, so you know we're not going to have any sort of shenanigans. But uh, yeah, it's going to be warm. It's going to be humid. And I don't know that we're going to see a clean race for all. 267 laps so um if if this season's taught us anything cody it's prepare for the worst yeah absolutely we'll see this is gonna be an interesting one so we talked about it earlier there the high line up by the wall is the line to run for this track gonna be interesting to see if they can make any other lines work in this new car i don't know but also we've seen before where some of these guys get real greedy up top start hitting the wall in that previous car it would blow tires more and stuff. And so this car can take more of a beating. How aggressive are they going to get? It's going to be interesting. How will the tires hold up when they hit the wall? Also going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, Homestead has been one of the better racy tracks, especially for the intermediates. I know sometimes the the cookie cutter intermediates can get strung out, but uh, Homestead, a lot like Kansas, has, has been one of the more racy ones over the years. So hopefully that is still the case in this new car. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this one again, uh, similar to Xfinity second race of the round of eight, uh, Joey Logano has already punched his ticket to the final four. So three spots remain (laughs) NASCAR. I don't know who runs NASCAR's Twitter account, but they tweeted out a clip today from some show and they, the caption was something to the effect of, uh, why something like why you have to win to get into the next round of the playoffs. And I was trying to do the math and see how they figured that there's four spots and three races, and yet you have to win to get in. So I'm going to be working on that all night because that doesn't really seem to make sense. But I thought that was hilarious. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think – I mean, yeah, you probably want to win because we could easily see these next two races have winners and there only be one spot left. But, yeah, anyways, a little <laughs> sidebar. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was that was rather funny because I was like, well, okay, whatever. You look like that but, meme that was trying to figure out all of the little yeah, numbers. That's actually, I I commented on it with the meme with all the math <laughs> going on. I'm like, 
four into three. Uh, it's going to take me a while to figure this one out. <laughs> Well, it's not going to take us long to figure out where we're betting this weekend. So, uh, yeah, let's head it. Let's let's lay some bets out. All right, somebody I've not been on too much this year, but I'm going all in on this weekend. Kyle Larson, a top five um, at this track. He's at plus 130. The results have been iffy lately. Uh, two bad finishes in a row. He's been bounced from the playoffs. He's no longer in, in competition to, to defend his title. Um, but he has been very, very good at this track in the past. He finished fourth here in 2021 and his only drive at this track in the number five car. Um, but you go back 2015, 2016, 2017, when he was in the 42 car, which was not up to the level of competition that we've seen, you know, that he's at in this five car, he was fifth, second, and third in those races. Um, Go back to recent intermediates. He ran decently, ninth at Texas, eighth at uh, Kansas, seventh at Michigan, fourth at Nashville. He won in California, was second in Vegas early in the season. This is one of this is his type of track again. Ride the rim up top. It seems to lend itself more to the the dirt track type of drivers, where you're almost like, you know, running the cushion up at the top of the track. That that type of stuff. Uh, we see Tyler Reddick is one of those guys. Tyler Reddick's actually the favorite to win this race. Not something you see often, um, but because it lends itself to those style of drivers. Um, and so as good as Larson has been here, you're getting him at a plus 130 on over on win bet to get a top five. Uh, I feel like there's good value there. You don't even need him to win. You're just getting in the top five. I think he can do that. Also going to throw out top Chevy. Win bet has that at plus 500. So I think you could play both of those things. And even if he's not able to win, um, he, I think he should be in the top five. I think he'll have a top five car on the day. Not something we've seen a ton from him lately, but this is this is the type of track where I think he can, he can really put it together and show everybody. You know, and he's probably a little pissed off about how last week went. He had a decent car. Uh, you know, at Texas, he was running, running good. Or uh, not Texas, Las Vegas, where they were last week. But running good and then obviously had the run-in with Bubba ended his day prematurely he gets shoved around like a small child <laughs> just try stop hitting me but uh yeah I, I don't think he was happy about it. any of that he's gonna be pissed off he's pissed off he got bounced from the playoffs wants to make a statement wants to show he's still the Kyle Larson we all know he is and can be uh so top five of plus money and a little bit on on top Chevy uh seem seem like really good bets for me this weekend. I think that I, I know that narratives are always whatever they are, right? But I mean there's something to be said about a past champion, especially one that just won the championship last season, coming out laying an egg in the entire basically the entire season, right? Getting bounced from the playoffs, getting pushed around. You want to talk about a guy on a mission this week to prove that everything is is not what it seems. Uh, definitely Kyle Larson is that guy. So uh, I think you're right. I think he's going to be driving with uh, a fiery passion this week. So watch out for Kyle Larson. Uh, and, and I definitely wouldn't uh, put anything past him finishing as a, as a top five or even the top Chevy in this, in this as well. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so I like that. All right. I'm going to give you my next bet. It is Denny Hamlin to win the poll. This is, my friends, is one of those rare situations in which this is at plus 900, okay? I don't understand why it's at plus 900 other than maybe they don't think 
that Denny Hamlin can win six polls here in a row. Denny Hamlin has been on the pole at Homestead for the last five races in a row and six of the last seven. I know that it's difficult to do it, but he's done it five times. <laughs> he's done it five times in a row and six out of seven. I don't know what it is uh, as far as how Denny Hamlin can continue to do it, but whatever it is, he's put the car on the pole at Miami Homestead or Homestead Miami in in all of those races. Um, he's already got three poles this season, Charlotte, Nashville, and Pocono, plus two second-place starts in Phoenix and Dover. So, again, in five races, he's been in the top two. So we're not talking about him being slow this year uh, in qualifying. So he's got something figured out here. And I'll be damned if he can't figure out how to run the fastest laps in his group, in his heat, and then just go out and win that shootout in the in the qualifying this time around either uh, at, at Homestead. So <clears throat> at plus 900... How can you not throw something on Denny Hamlin to win the poll? Yeah, nine to one. I like it. Good odds there. Like you said, that many polls in a row. I think a couple of those were on the metric from COVID days, but still not all of them were. A lot of them were on time. So he's only six points to the good uh, for the final four. We get a surprise winner from that bottom four. He could be out of the final four. He is, again, probably the greatest driver right there next to Mark Martin to run in the sport and not win a championship. He's trying to change that. Um, and we've seen him be a very, very good playoff driver other than in the final four. Um, but uh, to get there, you know, putting it on the pole and being able to lead the field to green and control the race from the start would be very important to him. And I think that's going to be something he's going to strive for and push for hard this weekend. So nine to one, those are great odds. Um, I, I like that one as well. Uh, next up for me, I have uh, Kyle uh, Bush over Mr. Retired Driver, uh, and actually I put this in the in the document. It's listed as KFB over retirement at minus one fifteen. <laughs> that obviously is Martin Trex Jr. Uh, Rod took this bet last week, and it worked out for him. I'm going to ride it again. Uh, Kyle Bush, two third place finishes in a row. I know we talked about this was the battle of bad luck drivers. Nothing's gone either of their ways this season or lately. Um, Kyle Busch going to be without his crew chief, Ben Bayshore. That doesn't bother me again. We've talked about how still involved these guys are. They're sitting at the control center back in Charlotte and probably have more input than they do when they're sitting on the box. Can see more from there anyways. So that doesn't concern me. Uh, Bush has run really well at this track in the past. Again, two third places finishes in a row. Martin Trix Jr., we've talked about it all season. Tired, done, not going to bet on him, going to keep betting against him, and that's where I'm going with this one. Cody's got his club out right now, just just slamming down on on uh, Truex Jr. Ah, poor guy. I mean, look. Man, just, you could have. What can You, you could have kept Kyle Busch in the 18. You could have Ty Gibbs in the 19. What was Joe Gibbs thinking? Did he, is he worried that much about the money that he needed to save without Kyle Busch? Imagine that lineup. Yeah, Kyle Bush, Ty Gibbs, Christopher Bell. Look what Christopher Bell's been doing. Do you think and at they have some... another car? I don't even remember. Oh, Denny Hamlin. <laughs> He's fairly decent too. So, you know, I mean, think about that lineup. You could have had Kyle Bush, Ty Gibbs, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell. That's arguably probably next to Hendrick, 
the best lineup in the garage, maybe even better. I, you could, I would say probably better than the Hendrick lineup. Do you and think that it's it all the way to bring Martin Trex Jr. back for another year of <laughs> probably missing the playoffs again? Do you think at some point you just get tired of personalities? I mean, I, maybe Kyle Busch was just wearing on. Maybe, maybe, maybe Joe Gibbs or was getting just too old to put up with with Kyle Busch. Maybe I, I. I mean, he's got his shenanigans for sure. I that whole situation. We can talk more about that in the off season. Like we were talking about it before the show. We got so much to talk about in the off season. It's going to be fun, but. It just I, I don't understand why you bring in Truex back for another year. Probably because Johnny Morris loves him and he's got the Bass Pro Shops sponsorship. That would be my guess. Again, it comes down to the money at the end of the day, whatever. But I'm totally out on Truex. I've sailed that ship off far into the sunset, never to return. Uh, and I will continue to bet against him, and that's what this is again this week. Yeah, I know, but that's okay. I'll, I'll back you on that one because I backed you on. I back you backed me on it the other day, so uh, I, I'm all right with that. Um, all right, another one where I sort of backed myself into a corner research-wise was this next one where uh, I started out thinking I, I was buying into my own hype that Suarez was doing a lot better than he was lately, uh, and I thought, well, of course he's going to finish better than Chase Briscoe. Uh, but then I looked at everything over and I, I decided I'm going to flip around uh, where I'll give you Chase Briscoe over Daniel Suarez. Just look, I'm, I'm throwing out all of the stats from from uh, Homestead for Suarez. Just horrible, horrible finishes uh, for for them uh, in, in at Miami. But over the last five races is where I'm going to look. Let's let's look at what have you done for me lately. Uh, and at Bristol. Uh, Briscoe finished 14th. Suarez finished 19th. Texas, Briscoe finished 5th. Suarez finished 12th. Uh, Talladega, Suarez got the better, uh, but only by two spots, where Suarez finished 8th. Briscoe finished 10th. At the Roval, Briscoe finished 9th. Suarez, we we saw and we know what happened, finished 36th. And then, of course, at Vegas last week, Briscoe finished 4th. Suarez finished 16th. Suarez did have a fast car. Suarez was in the front, was not there at the end. Uh, and I guess it really doesn't matter how it happens. It just has to happen. And in four out of the last five races, uh, this has happened where Briscoe has finished over Suarez. Uh, 2021, though, uh, Suarez did finish over Briscoe here. Uh, Suarez finished 15th. Briscoe was 18th. But that was Briscoe's first uh, and only start on this track as a cup driver. So uh, you figure in his first start, he was only three places behind. Now he's got a whole season. He's fighting in the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, I think Briscoe is going to get the better of Suarez again at this track and at this race. It's crazy because name value wise, like you look at this and you're like, Suarez is so much better than Briscoe, but you look at it and not really. I mean, Briscoe's still alive in the playoffs, incredible rebound last week. They were having a horrible day, end up getting a super solid finish. He's only nine points on below the cutoff right now, trying to get to Phoenix. He won at Phoenix in the spring. He could easily end up being the champ. Chase Briscoe comes and wins a championship. He's in a second full-time season in the Cup Series. Like, man, I mean, this kid is underrated. He's gone under the radar. Suarez has been good lately. We saw it last week. He was very, very fast in that race with his teammate. But the finishes have not been there. Another guy that up there and doing good and solid. And then the finishes just haven't been there. We've seen it all season. He was able to finally get that win and get the monkey off his back. But overall, his results have been disappointing based on how well his car was during the race. Um, and yeah, like you said, however many races in a row, four out of the last five or whatever, 
where Briscoe has beat him here. It, it just it's it's crazy because you look at it name value wise and you're like, of course Suarez is going to be the best. Like, so, but you break it down and that's not the case. And so again, that's where digging into the stats and taking that deeper dive helps us out and gain the advantage because. I think the public betting on this, just looking at it, is going to be like, of course you take Suarez here, but the numbers say something different. Indeed. Next up for me, hit this one last week. I'm going to go back to the well again. It was tough to find Cup Series lines for me this week. Not a ton of stuff out there I liked. Eric Jones last week for a top 10 was plus 300. We hit that um, this week, plus 180 on win bet. They smartened up a little bit, dropped the odds a little, but I still like this. At plus 180, Eric Jones has been good this season. He's been good on intermediate tracks. We talked about that. He finished eighth last week at Vegas to cover that top 10. Uh, was up in the mix a little bit more than that uh, earlier in the race. Uh, sixth at Texas, eighth at Michigan, 11th at Nashville, third at California back in the spring. He's got solid runs on intermediate races. He's been doing it well. I think he's going to continue to do it well. Dropped it from plus 300 to plus 180 for a reason, but still good value at almost two to one. Um, and so Eric Jones for the top 10 at plus 180 over with our friends at WinBet. Um, I like that one a lot. It's fun to root for him. I mean, if nothing else, it's just fun to root for him. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's so likable, you know? And and i super excited. If you have not listened to the Dale Jr. download before, he you know interviews a different person every week from all over the place, some current drivers, some past drivers, you know, a lot of people that, that worked with his dad or raced with his dad, and st- he likes to learn stories about the past. He's a very history-driven guy. Uh, you know, he talked to baseball managers, stuff like that. But uh, had Eric Jones on this week, so I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm excited to, to hear that. And I think in the title it mentions, you know, Eric Jones being fired from from Gibbs. That was a whole thing. And now he's, he's rebounded really well, running well with his Petty GMS team, uh, been performing well, won at Darlington a few weeks ago. So things have been looking really up for for Jones here lately. Uh, He's doing extremely well in this car, and I'm going to keep riding that wave. When you're driving an iconic car with an iconic number, it definitely is a lot of uh, attention on you. So uh, good to see him delivering lately. Speaking of delivering lately, well, I mean, look, Kevin Harvick, we always tell him, we always say in the DFS episode, this is your weekly reminder to play Kevin Harvick. Uh, and, And it's worked out for you more often than it's not. But this is a reminder for you that Kevin Harvick is still a damn good driver, and I'm going to convince you that he's going to be a top-five driver uh, this weekend. Plus 250 for him to finish inside the top five. So not long, long odds. It's still pretty short considering. Uh, But look, Kevin Harvick on this track, seven of the last eight races he's been inside the top five at Homestead. That includes four top three finishes and a win in 2014. Overall in his career... With both the uh, 4 and the uh, 29, he has made 21 starts, 12 top 5 finishes in that span. His average finish here, 7.3. And of course, we know that Kevin Harvick's had a very streaky season, uh, really. And of course, lately, it hasn't panned out for him very well. But he did have a top five finish when he finished second at the Roval. So for Kevin Harvick, again, it's all about familiarity. He still has nothing to lose. He's still going to go out and run well, as long as he can stay out of trouble, which we don't expect a whole lot of trouble here at Miami. 
uh, you know, at Homestead. I don't, well, <laughs> Cody Mays. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's when they get us, Rod. Yeah. You don't expect trouble, and boom, there's cardboard on the track. <laughs> or or boom, all of a sudden, Bubba Wallace is, oh, wait, but he's not going to be on there. Uh, no, yeah, I don't I don't foresee too much trouble. And if, if the race can stay clean, if the race can stay green, uh, Harvick, I think, can find his way to a top te- a top five finish, rather. And, you know, it, also where he starts is kind of immaterial as well. So we'll see how he can climb if he if he does start in the back. But I, I, like I said, at plus two fifty, I think this is a solid bet for Harvick to be a top five driver at the end of the day. Yep, we don't need to spend any more time on it. Every time we talk about Kevin Harvick, we both love him. Bet anything you can on him. He's he always finds a way to be there at the end. He's been so good at intermediates over the years. He's been good here. You take it. You're getting value at plus two fifty. Moving over to the winners. Rod stole my winner this week, so uh, I am going to co-sign his winner as one of my winners as well. I'll let you mention that guy. So I made a pivot up top. Uh, 10 to 1, Kyle Larson. I already made the case for him. I don't know that I've bet Kyle Larson to win past the first maybe five races of the season. If I even did back then at all, I have not been on Larson much. This is the week that changes all over him. I talked about him already to be top Chevy. I talked about him to get the top five finish. I think he can win this race as well. 10 to 1. Uh, Kyle Larson is going to be good this weekend, and I'm going to be heavily invested in him. Uh, and again, 10 to 1, not odds you saw for Larson ever last year. So I know we've mentioned that a few times this year, and he hasn't quite gotten it done, but I think that, that this could be the week. Again, pissed off about everything that happened last week. Wants to get out there and show everybody what he can do. Uh, for my long shot, one a little bit different this week. Throwing a, a true wild card long shot out there. Noah Gregson is in the 48 car again for Alex Bowman. He's 30 to 1 to win this race. It is a long shot. I get it. But he was the best finishing car for Hendrick last week in 11th. Now, he wasn't necessarily up running in contention all day. We talked about how good he's been here in the Xfinity car. I believe he's going to absolutely destroy the field on Saturday and win that race in the Xfinity Series. He's going to have the practice on the track. He's going to get out there Sunday. He's going to put himself in position to have a good finish. You get a late caution. You get some chaos. He could be in position. It would be a hell of an upset, a hell of a story. If Noah Gragson could take that 48 car to victory lane, I do think this is a true long shot, but a 30-1. to Uh, I didn't see a ton of other stuff again. Long shot wise, not a bunch that I like this week, but Gregson really just jumped out to me, uh, mostly for as good as he's been here in Xfinity cars and as good as I expect him to be on Saturday. I think he could translate that to Sunday and put himself in position. I think it's going to take some help. Maybe some cardboard falls out of the stands. Maybe a random dolphin jumps on the track. I don't know what's going to happen in Miami. Uh, you know, we've seen it all so far this year. So, so why not a little more chaos and, uh, and get Gregson up there to win. Um, and then my other winner, who Rod stole, I'll give you the floor for him. So I just want to say that, I don't know, last season did not feel, maybe, maybe it's the new car, maybe it's it's everything that's been going on, maybe it's the uh, like 500 different winners we've had this season, maybe it's all of that stuff, but we're getting to the point now, I don't remember it being this intense, even on the track last season as it is this year. It just feels like people are running now these last few races on just raw emotion. You're hearing it on the radio. You're seeing it in the post-race interviews. You're feeling these drivers just 
amp it up in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. So raw emotion, like like Noah Gragson, and he runs with raw emotion. That dude literally, you see what he is, is inside of him every single time he wins. Can we get, can we get an over-under on how much he pukes if he wins a cup series race? <laughs> like There's in, no way he's breathing the last 50 laps if he's in contention of that race. Yeah, no. it's it, no, no, The cup race for sure. Are you kidding me? No way. <laughs> Oh my god! It, yeah, it, in fact, you probably have to check his oxygen levels. Uh, if <laughs> just better have the helicopter fired up, ready to take him for IVs and all kinds of stuff. But, unbelievable. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no. So, and and in keeping with that same uh, vein of thought, Ross Chastain. We we see this guy again is a continuous emotional driver. Just runs with his heart on his sleeve regardless of what happens, right? Whether he's charging ahead and moving people aside for for position and for the wins, or if he's backed off into a corner because he was charging so hard and he got hit on the head a couple of times by by people to chill out. Um, that He wears it all on his chest, right? And you hear on his radio how he can't stand that things are out of out of whack and he, you know, people need to listen to him. And, and it's it's just, it's all Ross Chastain. Right, I mean, and again, I, I wanted to pick him as my favorite driver overall. I may back down off of that, uh, given the the just I don't know. It, it just it feels like it was a, a gut reaction to everything that he was doing early in the season. But he's starting to pick things back up, right? Uh, over the last few races, and and really to me, this feels like a Ross Chastain type of a situation. We saw it where he actually uh, uh, finished what was it um, third in in Vegas last week. Fifth in Nashville, uh, two seventh places in Kansas this season. He's 18 points over the cut. I'm sorry, he was the runner-up last week in Vegas. He was the third in the spring spring race in Vegas. Uh, So, again, we know how well he's done at mile-and-a-half tracks. He was fast on on the track all day long uh, last week. And so the fact that he didn't win was kind of a surprise. Uh, But he's got four top ten finishes in the last six races. (sighs) Look, not good at Homestead. But he hasn't been in the greatest uh, equipment either. Last season, he started 32nd, finished 17th in that 42 car. You can say that it's, you know, the 42 car, it's good equipment. Yeah, I get that. But it's not the best. It wasn't the best when he was driving it especially. Uh, He's had two other starts here on this track. He finished 33rd in the 15 car. uh, But that was a James Robinson-owned 15th car. And then 35th in the 27 car as well. Again, not memorable finishes at Homestead. But in this one... In this track house car, Chastain's a different driver. He's a different person. And now, he, like I said, he's 18 points above the cut. He's driving for a championship, right? So this is where he's got to put it in. And and like Cody said, you have to win to get in because there's only four spots and three races. Um, anyway, but yeah, Chastain wants to win. I think he's going to win. His odds are good enough for me to take a dive on this at plus 1,000. I'm a little surprised that they're a plus 1,000, but if you can find it there, I would jump on that in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been set on Chastain since last week's checkered flag flew. I knew he was going to be a driver I picked. I make all these wonderful notes about him. I log into the document. Rod already has him as his winner, but I'm taking him anyways as well. 10 to 1. Again, a guy that we were on big time early in the season. I had him 40 to 1 at Coda. He cashed that. I think that's been the biggest bet we've hit this season. Um, so that was really nice. We were on him a bunch of times. He made a lot of money for us. Then it got to fade Chastain time because you couldn't count on the results. 
Uh, but things have calmed down. He's been running better now again. They've gotten things figured back out. He's not been so aggressive and crazy. Uh, I think that it showed us a lot that he didn't block Joey Logano more last week, try to hold on to that lead, end up wrecking both of them, costing them both a chance to get to the final four. He accepted he was going to get past. He s- held on and, and finished the second place finish. Uh, he's 18 points above the cut line. He's actually second place to Joey Logano, who's already locked in. So he is the, the best driver on points right now. Um, he's being smart. He wants his chance to go run for a championship. For him to just make the final four, I mean, for him to have made the final eight with this team and in this car has been incredible. To make the final four would be even better. I think he's going to have a solid run. He led 68 laps at Vegas. We saw how fast he was, how good he was. It just, you know, it came down to the tires at the end there. Joey had enough, ran him down. Two seventh-place finishes at Kansas, like you said. He led 153 laps at Charlotte earlier this season. He finished third at Vegas in the spring, leading 83 laps there as well. So they've been good on mile and a half. We just saw it last week. You're going back-to-back intermediates, and there's no reason I don't think you're going to see him be as good as he was last week, this week. And he wants to go get it. Love, love, love Ross Chastain this week at 10-1. to Um, Behind the Gragson to win the Xfinity race, this is probably my next favorite bet of the weekend. Let's see. And the fact that we both came out with it independently uh, should give you enough reason to want to jump on this one. Uh, as well. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over the final bets for the uh, cup race in Homestead, where we started out. Cody gave you Larson as a top five driver at plus 130, and then doubled up with the top Chevy at plus 500, if you feel so inclined. Uh, I gave you Denny Hamlin to win the poll, as he's done so many times before, at plus 900. Uh, and then Cody followed that up with uh, KFB over retirement. That's Kyle Busch over Martin Truex Jr. If you're not following along at minus 115, I gave you Chase Briscoe over Daniel Suarez, even though it hurt my heart at minus 110. Cody gave you Eric Jones for a second top 10 finish in as many weeks at plus 180. I gave you Kevin Harvick as a top five finisher at plus 250. Uh, Cody and I both believe Ross Chastain is going to win, but Cody also threw in a little bit of Kyle Larson and a whole lot of uh, Noah Gragson at plus 3,000 to win this race as well. Cody, this is, uh, again, we're, we're winding down, buddy. These races are getting smaller and smaller as far as the number of them, but uh, still no lack of action for sure. Absolutely. Intensity is going to keep cranking up from here. I think Phoenix is going to be an absolutely chaotic race. I think, I think that there is going to be multiple times throughout that race where each of the four drivers, whoever they are, is going to be where we think they're going to be the champion and something's going to happen. And then we think it's this guy and something's going to happen. And we think it's that guy and cardboard's going to be on the track and it's going to be this guy. <laughs> and yeah, it's cactuses are going to fall out of the sky. I don't know what's going to happen. Going to be crazy, but I'm excited, man. Again, we're down to our final three weeks, um, but still a lot of action left. We got champions to crown. We got some people looking to punch their uh, final four tickets this weekend. So trucks again, this is their last race before the championship. So they'll set the final four. You win in the cup, you win in the Xfinity. If you're one of those eight guys or the seven remaining guys that aren't already locked in, you punch your ticket to the final four. It's uh, time time to to put up or shut up and uh, get ready for a championship fight. 
All right. Well, we will bow out and let that happen. But before we do, Cody, why don't you uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. I'll have a DFS article for NASCAR, DFS article for F1 out this week. Uh, NBA stuff, NFL stuff, all kinds of fun, fun stuff over there. Uh, so yeah, follow me, follow the show as well at NASCAR gambling. Take two seconds, leave us a rating and review. Those help us out a ton. We appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us and, uh, let's go make some money this weekend. Let's go make some money. That is the bottom line of this. I know you enjoy spending time with us or else you wouldn't be listening this far. Uh, and just like Cody said, we appreciate you for doing so. Uh, and again, we've loved it all season long. We've loved helping you cash some tickets. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in my bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's a sportsbook review, whether it's in between media, whether it's any of my old stuff that I was doing once upon a time on the radio or television, it's all there. Just follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Back tomorrow with the DFS episode. But until then, let's go racing. And as always, let it ride.